gaslighting. I'll edit out the audio. Watch me do it. podcast we're doing something a little different today guys we got a special treat for you okay this is a new type of segment we're gonna be doing we're gonna be doing indie artist spotlights we're gonna bring you the best that the streets have to offer mm-hmm. and we guys i'm really proud to announce we we were able to secure one of the best and the brightest is working in the industry you know it, uh, i was i was talking talking to a publicist for a long time and i was like hey you know how are we going to make this work? Because we got to get her on. We got to get exclusive. And her publicist was like, you know what? We will do the best we can, but she's got such a tight schedule, you know? She's in demand across the state, across the country. And I was like, Ugh. all right, well, we can't, let, we can't let this moment slide. So, guys, I'm really proud to announce our first guest on the Indie Artist Spotlight, Lana Holgado. Hey, guys. Well, hi. It's, it's so great to be here. Yeah, thanks for making time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, you know, it's not like we were just recording another episode. No, (laughs) no. I mean, I don't even know why you would bring up something relevant (laughs) like that. Uh, But, you know, it's uh, great to have you here in our studio. Mm -hmm. Um, My car. Yes. This is uh, a really comfortable temperature. Oh, yeah, I love it. We know what you've been asking for, all right? Mm -hmm. You don't listen to this podcast because you want some, you know, just kind of like fluff questions or like softball interviews you want the truth and nothing but the truth yeah. right and so we're so we're literally grilling out here oh, yeah. we're literally grilling literally grilling to try to get some good information about lana's newly released single these wheels all right so let's start with the beginning the very beginning how did the song ring go for this oh so you know it's a pretty pretty fun process uh, my cousin katie Um, had to write a song for an assignment for Princeton Girl Choir, which he's a part of. And um, they were doing this all in, like, they they had, like, a different... um, Yeah, like, when everything was online, they had this, they had this, like, activity where they were all writing songs. Um, And it was, like, the day before she had to submit. So she was like, Lana, I haven't worked on my song at all can you help me write a song? And I was like, I got you. So we sat down at the piano. I plunked out a couple chords and she was like, Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds vibey. And we just, I just played the chords on repeat. And then we were just bouncing ideas off each other back and forth. And eventually we came up with these wheels. All right. Look, that might slide if it's like some, you know, loser publication like NPR. Okay. But you know, here at the Opus podcast, we're going to, we're going to get to the heat of the meat here. Uh Uh, So like, what was, when you're, you're just saying you were playing chords, like, what were you trying to, like, uh, wh- like what key were you starting out in? I'm going to be honest. I literally sat down at the piano, and I was just trying out different things. I was, I was like, this sounds good. So I guess it started. The first chord I settled on, if you want to be specific, is an F major 7. Okay. Right? Cool. F major 7 and I was like alright whatever F major 7 sounds cool and I was like what? where can we go from here so then I just brought everything up and I, I landed on a G minor 7 there's a lot of 7's here gotcha um, I think no I think it was a F I think it was 
F major 7 at 9. And I think the G minor is a G minor 7 at 9. And then... Do your hands hurt trying to, like, stretch for those notes? No, because I use, um... I use both hands. I see. So, it's... To play one chord? Yeah. So, like, the, the bottom note plays the bass, and then the rest oh, plays... Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Cool. Yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty chill. The next chord I settled on was a B flat major 7, I believe. And then I just brought it all back home to the F. And... I just looped that. Okay. So what key is this song right now? It's an F. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And there's a little thing with the C major in the chorus. Mm-hmm. And then the C major um, is the dominant chord of the F major scale. So leads us ni- leads it nicely back into the F. Okay. Cool. So the music started first, and then you started picking up the melody for what eventually would be the song. Mm -hmm. Uh, When did you decide on, like, what direction you wanted to take it for, like, the actual, like, lyrics and stuff? So I think we did come up with the lyrics before we sat down. Um, And we were... Well, not the lyrics. We came up with the idea before we sat down. This was when Driver's License was really hot. It had, like, just come out. It was everywhere. And um, my cousin... Katie had just turned 17, but she just still didn't have a driver's license yet. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, haha, you don't have your driver's license. Um, and then we were like, that became like, what if we wrote a song about driver's license? Like, a driver's license-esque song, but for someone who doesn't have their license yet. And so we we settled on, well, you know, what mode of transportation can we do? And we were just like, wouldn't it be silly if we made it about rollerblading? Because that's not a typical mode of transportation. Um, so we did that. And then, you know, us not being romantic interests, we were like, let's make it about, you know, friendship. Because we don't really have, there's there aren't really a lot of songs about friend breakups, you know? Mm-hmm. So we just, we did that. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a nice little interesting, like, transition into that world of friendship breakups. Because you don't really have, like, good music to blast when, I guess, bad blood, really. Uh, yeah, but that's, uh That's Katy Perry and Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, no, so, uh, so it was a pretty interesting angle, but I was really uh, interested in that you took your inspiration from Driver's License. Mm-hmm. Because the song, thematically, in the sense that it's about, like, a, friend, a breakup... And, like, a mode of transportation just sort of, you know, resembles it. But aside from that, they're pretty distinct. Uh, What was, you know, was that sort of, like, conscious decision that you didn't want to make it sound like that? Um, Or you were just, like, enthralled by the idea of, like, writing it from that perspective? Yeah, that that was definitely a jumping-off point. But I think it really, you know, neither of us are Olivia Rodrigo, so we're not going to be able to do the things that she does. Hmm. Um, So she's Filipino? Yeah, there's okay. that limitation. So you're you're closer than most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is that limitation um, of us not being Olivia Rodrigo. But we're pretty uh, we're pretty close. Katie's like around her age. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, a former Disney star. Yeah. But she doesn't like to talk about that, right? Yeah. Okay. That's all. Well, no. Just, <laughs> Katie. No, I'm just messing. With oh. But. Yeah. Okay. I did get roped into one of those scams one time, you know, where they're like, your child can be on Disney. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't actually go through with anything, but we were walking past one of those, like, things where, you know, they have, like, the auditions. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, are you here for the audition? And I was like, sure. So I went. Um, 
This is a departure. No, let's keep... This is interesting. I didn't know this about you, so yeah. I want to hear the story. You know, you know those ads you hear on the radio? Yeah. Yeah, so I went to one of those, and you, you go, and I, I, like, filled out a little form, and I told... I said my what my experience was, which is I was in one play. I was in Schoolhouse Rock Jr., mm-hmm. and I was... Um, I play the ukulele, and I play the piano, um... Yeah, and then I went up and I had like a little interview with these people and then I shuffled along the line to go read my little script which was like a fake commercial for like hair gel or something. Mm-hmm. And then I went on my way. And then they called me later that day and they were like, "Oh, we love your daughter so much. Like she's, you know, we want her to be part of this program." And I was like, "Oh, that's so lit." And then we went and we interviewed with the people. We had like a follow-up interview and basically it was like, pay us lots and lots of money so that your child can have like the sliver of a chance to meet with like um, model, like, like modeling agencies, like whatever agencies, casting mm-hmm. directors, whatnot. And we were like, and my mom was like, oh, this is a pyramid scheme. Mm. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. That's yeah. cool. This is the stuff you're not getting from the, your other music interview podcast, guys. Yeah. We're, we're breaking news out here. So, like, Frank Hashin had a pretty cool quote when he was talking about um, some of the songs he writes. He sort of takes the perspective of a director where, you know, he's writing about uh, stories that aren't necessarily his, experiences that aren't necessarily his. Uh, but he's still, like, able to um, make it pretty compelling and uh, pretty true here. Um, in this case, you know, I think you haven't really gone through the experience of breaking up with a friend of a rollerblading, right? I have not. Yeah. But you were still able to tell, like, uh, even though it is, like, kind of a silly song, you know, like, friend breakups are hard and uh, difficult process to go through. Um, what was just sort of the motivation of developing the narrative behind this? Um, dang, I don't know. We, okay, so the we actually sat on this song for a little bit. We didn't write it all at once. So we wrote... I think we wrote, like, the we had the bones, we had the chorus, um, my other cousin AJ, like, wrote the bones of the chorus, but initially his, like, um... What was the initial chorus? Yeah, initially it was like, these wheels could take me anywhere, but I'm going to your house, and we changed it to make it a little more catchy, mm. so that's what we, um, at the end of the first initial writing day that's we ended that's what we ended up with and then katie wrote like katie wrote basically the first chorus or yeah she wrote the she wrote two verses um additional to that and submitted her song for her project and it was her playing the piano and singing mm-hmm. um and so i like came over to her house in like april and um, that's the version that I heard. And we're like, you know what? Let's flesh this out a little bit more. So then we added the... Um, then we added... We spruced up the second verse a little bit. I think we we might have changed some stuff in the first verse. But I think the first verse was fine as it was. Um, yeah, we, we changed some stuff in the second verse to make it sound a little less clunky. Mm-hmm. And we added the bridge. Um, and then... We added, like, um, the way Katie was playing it was just plonking the chords. And, um, yeah, I added, like, a, like, an arpeggiated bass line 
it's like different you know outlining the notes of a chord Mm -hmm. and um yeah so that's the version we had there and after that we were like you know what this is you know this is shaping up to be a real song like we could produce this and release this so um we did it yeah. took a little it took a a little bit longer um because other things in life happened mm-hmm. but yeah which we've always been respectful over in this podcast oh, definitely. never have tried to put pressure on you to release it before mm-hmm. it was ready because yeah. you know Lana, i've always said the art takes the time that the art takes yeah you know thank you for saying that josh yeah. you can't rush art you, you can't, can't rush art yeah. the art's gonna be ready when the exactly. art wants to be ready yeah as I've always said. As you always said, so yeah. kindly. So kindly, never, never tried to, never tried to tell you anything different. Mm-mm. As, uh, as our longtime listeners can attest. Oh yeah. Yeah. I Mrs. Halgado, I never did anything. <laughs> I never bullied your daughter. I'm being gaslighted. <laughs> I out the audio. Watch me do it. Uh, okay. I mean, but I do think it was um, like the way that it uh, came together was pretty interesting too, because I think this is the first song that you actually wrote that was uh, you like collaborated on, right? Well, it's the first it's the first song that I've collaborated on with like the songwriting. Yeah, the songwriting process, yeah. not like uh, the production process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um, was the first song that I produced, mixed and mastered all by myself. Yes, yeah, so that's an interesting dichotomy because mm-hmm. well, first off, what's it like uh, collaborating with another? Um, person for the songwriting it was pretty it came pretty naturally um you know you know how you like make up songs with your cousins no i really don't (laughs) that is not a thing i briefly tried to start a band with my cousins when we were in the fourth and the fifth grade and i wrote all the songs because writing writing songs with your cousin was not easy yeah i i think i think it came pretty naturally to us um, whenever I'm at their house, I, well, when I was younger, I would always, like, make a beeline for their piano, because they have a really nice piano. Mm-hmm. It's a baby grand. Um, it's a whole, like, musical family, right? Yeah, it's very musical. My cousin AJ has now bypassed me in, um, classical piano ability, which, you know, good for you, AJ! Very good for you. I mean, I feel like he's always been pretty good, but... Yeah, good for you, AJ. Good for you, AJ. Proud of you. Yeah. Um. So, my, I gotta have a strength somewhere, so, like, songwriting, you know? But it was fun. It was a fun little um thing to do. We collaborated once before for another silly project where I have a cousin named Alex, and we basically rewrote... Alexander um, Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton to be about him, because he was 10 at the time. Mm. Um, and you know, like when he was ten, you know that line, mm-hmm. right? So we, yeah, we collaborated on that. You know, in the same room, mm-hmm. it, bouncing ideas off of each other. It was really fun, and mm. you know, it just seemed seems like a natural thing to do. Okay, that's fun, and not a universal experience at all. <laughs> yeah. But it's really it's really fun to get this. I, I feel like I'm learning a lot about. I just just start podcasts with every one of my friends. Yeah. And that way I can actually like know stuff about them. This uh, is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's cool that the songwriting process came there. But like you said, this is the uh, first one that I guess um, you know bricks. You probably like mix and master by yourself, right? No. No. That was. I did not. That was I, collaboration. Yeah, that was a collaboration. Oh, so this was truly like the first one that you've mixed and mastered on your own. Yeah. 
Baby's first production. This is Baby's first production because, true, honestly, it's just because, like, getting other people to mix and master your stuff is expensive. Mm. And I spent too much money on music gear already, so I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to do this by myself. Mm. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, it came through pretty well. So one thing I think was pretty cool about this song is that it's uh, more of a return to the sound that you sort of established with Hazy, where it was a lot like more synthy, lo-fi style. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the decision to come back to that? Um, you know, the art tells you what direction to go into. You know, so this song was telling me, Lana, I need, I need a pad. I need some drums. I need, I need a little bass. I need some electric piano. And I said, I got you, song. So I, I gave what needed to be gave. Mm. So the pacing was pretty fascinating, like, because it's your slowest song, I think. Yeah. Um, was it always, like, written in this tempo? Like, what was the motivation for that? Well, I think originally it was a little bit faster, like, a couple clicks faster, maybe. Mm-hmm. I can play that for you now. Um, the OG version's faster. Yeah, the OG version. I think it was a little bit faster, but I always, I thought, you know... That that's just what it ended up being, and we when you know when we were like sitting down to record, and we were like, okay, you know what BPM do we want it to be, and we just settled on something and went with it, and um. It just kind of felt natural at like, just, a little more yeah, leisure pace. Yeah, it kind of felt natural at that pace. But looking back, Katie and I are like, we, we performed this song live, um, at an open mic, and we were like, you know what, this could be faster, mm. <laughs> so. It is kind of like, unless you have like a crowd of people who are like listening for this song, mm-hmm. it is kind of like uh, if you spring this on an open mic, I can see why like, yeah. speeding it up would be a little bit Yeah, faster. you know, in like, in, in different scenarios, we were using, um, we were using um, my baritone ukulele, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really lend itself for like slow songs that like fill you know, to be filled with, like, bass lines and stuff, because you can't really play bass lines on a baritone ukulele. Yeah. There's only four strings, yeah. and they don't go very low. So we sped it up a little bit and modified it a little bit. I got you. Yeah. In future, if you're performing it live, like, what do you think you'd play it on? I think I'd, um, I think I'd use a backing track. I would like to use a backing track or try to have, like, a live band with me. I think that would be really cool. Hmm. Um, but I really like the... You know, my I really like having my songs that are a full production to have. Full, full production behind. Yeah. yeah, you know. I think that would be cool. I got you. Um, one thing that's pretty cool about this one, I think, is like it's very uh, ethereal and sort of airy. Uh, so did the vocals just naturally go into that? Or um, how did you like settle on? I don't know, I think Katie just has a naturally ethereal voice, you know? Mm. She, um, she's not very loud. She's pretty soft-spoken, usually. Mm-hmm. Well, not soft-spoken, but when she sings, it's, like, you know, quiet. Um, she, it's, like, she has a background as a choir singer, mm-hmm. so she's not really, she's used to, like, blending in, you know? And so that reflects when she sings solo, too. She tends to be on the quieter side. Um, and then, you know, I, ju- I was just trying to match her energy mm-hmm. when I recorded my vocals. 
I feel like we both tend to be on the quiet side anyway, so it worked out. I got you. Okay. And then, so the uh, instrumental is pretty interesting. I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, percussion in it. Mm-hmm. Because it's pretty quiet in that section. There's like a snare, a kick drum, and a hi-hat that sort mm-hmm. of like blends in. The hi-hat is something that's like even a little bit difficult to hear, I think. Yeah. Um. So what was the decision to like make it without like a really like strict driving drum yeah i felt like it was the kind of song that didn't really warrant you know didn't really warrant like very intricate drums even i was looking at all the presets that there were on like the drum machines and i just really didn't like any of them i just so i like made my own i i initially i had just been taking the presets and like stripping things down um until i was like these are even still these are too intricate for me i just want very minimal drums mm-hmm. yeah so okay. that's what happened that's pretty cool um so i wanted to ask a little bit about uh there's like a lot of cool production features that are in this one i uh, just wanted to give you sort of like free reign to talk about um what were like some of the more intricate stuff that you did so most of the stuff that i did was in um the vocal producing part of it um i didn't really add much to i I didn't really add much to any of the instruments i added some some stuff to make the bass a little more bassy and um i played around with the settings on the electric piano but for the most part i left those alone and um you know a little some reverb on the little twinkly bells Mm -hmm. you know that part um okay so as for the vocals um i used automation to make them add like delay effects um similarly it's it's similar to the delay effects that were on hazy Mm -hmm. you know the you know you don't want to talk about no, actually, wait. Oh, on the second verse when it's like, doesn't everybody feel that way? And then it goes, that way. Oh, that's the same effect. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's the exact same effect, but it's like, you know, they're both delay effects. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, yeah, I used a delay effect. I also used a very subtle um, octave pedal. Mo- yeah, all of these are like, all of these are actually guitar pedals, stock guitar pedals that you can find in Logic. Um, because I just, I didn't really like the way, I, I thought, I didn't really like the delay that was just, like, the pure delay designer. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't like it, I, it just confused me. I got you, I got you. So I used the delay pedal, and I thought that added a little more sauce, a little more grit to it, mm-hmm. than having it be pure delay. It added some distortion yeah. and character. Put some mustard on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, some, some, uh, mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. Maybe not mayonnaise. Maybe some, like, sriracha. Some sriracha. Yeah. Gave it a little spice. Gave it a little spice. A little you know? kick. Yeah. Yeah. A little cilantro. All right. So, um, was this submitted for Grammy consideration yet? It was not. Okay. All I right. don't even know if I'm allowed to do that. If I'm. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's a conscious decision. I get it. Uh, so, you know, kind of disappointed for that. But I, I understand what you're trying to do. You don't want to, like, win Best New Artist out of the gate. You want to let it breathe for a second. Yeah. If I if I go into the spotlight too quickly, I'm gonna have to like 
you know, make some sacrifices in my life. I got you. And right now, right now, you don't want to be doing that. So I get it. Uh, but I want to I want to do this for like the end of every indie artist spotlight segment. Um, you know, if you're, you know, for when I want to prepare you for when you do win that Grammy. <laughs> What, what What's your speech going to be? You did this to me in the other interview, and I had no idea what to say. Yeah, so now you've had some time to think about this one. <laughs> no, um, I say, listen, everybody. If you're on a set of wheels, stay on those wheels. Mm. Keep going forward, because those wheels are going to lead you to greatness. Amen. Amen. Lana Holgado, everybody. Yes. Thank you so much for making time out of your busy schedule mm-hmm. to uh, meet with us. You know, tell your publicist I said hello. Okay. Give her my best regards. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to uh, this new interview series, the Opus Podcast, guys. We got some really cool interviews coming up. Uh, you know, even equally as cool as the one that we just recorded. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're really excited for uh, to get you guys to hear that. Yes. Um, so if you like what you heard. Uh, be sure to remember to uh, rate us five stars, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, write us a nice review. Let us know what you think. Yeah. And if you're an indie artist, please submit to our podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, if you're an indie artist, um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to uh, have you on, discuss some of uh, your, your greatest hits. All right. Take it easy, guys. Yeah.